chance. Yenmark down the middle, scores! Matias Yenmark, short-handed goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Wah gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Wah gets the Knights back in the lead! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace, Millard, Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... So big news today from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the announcement was released early this morning, and Callie McCrimmon uh, met with the media early this afternoon. Uh, it was uh, streamed live on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A coaching change has been made with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, parting ways with head coach Pete DeBoer after uh, two and a half seasons uh, running the show in which he went to back-to-back third rounds. And then this year, uh, the Golden Knights uh, failed to make the playoffs amid a myriad of injuries and uh, other uh, challenges along the way. Uh, Pete DeBoer uh, steps aside along with assistant coaches Ryan McGill and Steve Spott. Uh, the goaltending coach Mike Rosati will speak to the next head coach uh, about uh, his future within the organization. Retained assistant coaches uh, Misha Donskov and Ryan Craig. Uh, big change within the organization as for the second time there is a change at the helm of running the bench with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I think surprising, right? Uh, it was one of those uh, one of those emails, one of those press releases that came through, uh, at least for me earlier today, that I, I don't think I was quite prepared for. Um, I, you know, I, I just kind of got the sense from the locker room cleanout day that you know, you look at this past season for the Golden Knights, I think you can understand that, though not an excuse, a, a big reason why this team was unable to make the playoffs was injuries. And I just, I, I think that if you had the opportunity to to run it back with Pete DeBoer and a healthy Vegas Golden Knights team next season, and, you know, you look at the offseason, what the Golden Knights might be able to do in terms of getting healthy, uh, you have your you have a really good chance to to kind of be the team you expected to be this year, next year, and... You know, I, I think kind of citing a, a, a change of, of voice is kind of necessary right now for the Golden Knights. It, it, Kelly McCrimmon got into. So um, a bit surprising, but, you know, for this team, it's 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 about winning and it's about finding the right combination to get you from back-to-back third-round appearances to lifting the Stanley Cup. Uh, interesting. We are going to bring you, uh, by the way, uh, Kelly McCrimmon's news conference uh, that was held uh, just after noon today. Uh, I want to replay that for you for everybody that uh, wasn't able to catch that. And uh, for those that did, uh, a second listen is always uh, you pick up different things and uh, uh, different uh, notes or pieces of information uh, from a broadcast. Uh, we're going to play that in its entirety in just a little bit. Uh, but one of the big themes about this decision that was made today is that it has nothing to do with Pete's record as coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, which is 48 games above 500 mm-hmm. in his two and a half years, uh, which is uh, staggering, but is rather about the 
gap that they have between the end of this season and the start of season six and almost hitting the reset button and opening things up for a big, a deep breath and trying to uh, start fresh next year. Yeah, I I think that, that that tracks for me in that this is the first time, really, that the Golden Knights have had a four-month offseason to get healthy, to go into next year as buttoned up as humanly possible, and to have all their players in peak condition and not having to turn it around so quickly after a long playoff run. So if you're looking to bring somebody else in, if you're looking to implement, you know, whatever, whatever that coaching staff's going to look to implement for the golden Knights, I think you give yourself as much time as possible over the course of this off season to hit the ground running come next year. Uh, we have uh, plenty to get to in this uh, edition of the uh, Vegas Gold Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, we normally open up the phone lines in the first segment of every Monday. Uh, due to the breaking news today, we will push that back 24 hours. So everybody wanting to have their say, their opinion, uh, and uh, and their thoughts uh on what happened today with the Vegas Golden Knights. We will do that tomorrow on Tuesday's edition of the Golden Knights uh, Insider Show. But uh, we also have some news regarding Mark Stone to come and uh, and his future uh, medically uh, as captain of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that is uh, on its way. We'll also give our thoughts on what happened today. But first up, uh, let's bring you in its entirety uh, the Kelly McCrimmon News Conference announcing the change at head coach with the Vegas Golden Knights as Pete DeBoer parts ways along with assistant coaches Ryan McGill and Steve Spot. Here is Kelly McCrimmon from earlier today. Uh, difficult decision, difficult day, but uh, this morning uh, I met with Pete and let him know of our decision to relieve him uh, of his duties. Pete came on to or joined our organization uh, on the front end of a pandemic right at the, uh, in January of 2022, uh, coached our team through some uh, extremely challenging times, uh, enjoyed great success uh, with our team playing in uh, six playoff rounds, advancing to uh, two conference finals. Um, wish Pete the best uh, in his next post. I'm sure that he'll be uh, quickly hired and working in the National Hockey League again this season, or next season. Uh, I'd also like to thank uh, Steve Spott and Ryan McGill, who have also been relieved of their duties. Uh, Ryan, of course, was part of our original coaching staff and has been with the organization for five seasons. Steve came uh, shortly after Peter. Both were really important members uh, of our coaching staff. We will be uh, retaining Ryan and Misha Donskov. Misha has a really unique skill set and uh, is now in his second, just completed his second year uh, on our coaching staff. He's a really valuable member of the organization. And with uh, Ryan Craig, uh, we've got a real good young coach that gets better uh, every year and will be really important for our team. Uh, moving forward. Goaltending coach uh, Mike Rosati will have the opportunity to interview with the new head coach and we'll have further uh, decisions being made at that time. I, want, uh, I wanted Mike to have the opportunity to meet with the new head coach. I met with uh, all coaches uh, this morning and went, uh, went through this with them. Uh, with respect to the process of how we got to where we are today, I mentioned at year-end availability there'd be 
uh, meetings between myself uh, and Pete uh, that would follow over the next couple of weeks. That's exactly uh, what happened. I also uh, had discussions with uh, George McPhee. We deliberated on this long and hard. We did not make this uh, decision quickly. And uh, once uh, you know George and I were uh, aligned in terms of what we thought the best course of action uh, would be, we met with uh, our owner Bill Foley uh, late last week. Bill offered his uh, support uh, to our decision. In terms of the why, it's uh, you know here's where we're at as an organization right now. We had uh, three very compressed seasons. I really felt as the season wound down, you could feel the fatigue that had gained over, gathered over time. We've got a four and a half month off season, which I think is going to be extremely important for our group. Uh, we missed the playoffs, which uh, is humbling for a team, no matter what the reasons were for how that happened. And I think what it's going to give us is an opportunity in the fall to be uh, incredibly rested, rehabbed, uh, recharged, excited. And as we went through it, I felt that we could enhance that by having a new voice leading our team into next season. The decision was made based on next year. The decision was not made uh, based on last year. Uh, I'm not going to be critical of Pete or point out specifics as to why this decision was made. I've got a lot of respect for Pete uh, as a man. I've got a lot of respect for him as a coach. And uh, again, these decisions are made uh, for the future, and that's why uh, we're here today uh, to discuss this. Um, happy to take your questions. I think that uh, covers my uh, my opening statement. We'll open up to questions and ask that you raise your hand, and, and we'll pass the mic around. Kelly, um, in your final or your press conference with us after the season, and there wasn't. There wasn't one press conference or availability this year where injuries weren't mentioned. Yep. Your players, your coaches, you, everybody. So it it just I ask a coach has no control over that. Yep. So is there anything else he could have done to save his job? Because the number one crux that you guys mentioned as the reason you weren't as good as you wanted to be, he can't control that. I, I completely agree with that assessment, Ed. We've talked uh, openly about the impact that the injuries had uh, on our season. Um, I say again, and maybe it's hard for people to understand because we're in the results business, but the decision is about next year. It's about starting with a fresh voice. It's about starting with a re-energized team. It's about having a group of players with something to prove, and that's the attitude that I want to take into next season. This was part of that. Kelly, what do you, you mentioned, you know, kind of having a fresh voice next year. What do you think that can do for this team, or what are you hoping that does for this team next year? Well, it ties into what I've already mentioned. Uh, again, you know, we haven't had an offseason like this one, and, and I don't think that we've ever been in need of one as much as we are uh, right now with the different uh, players that are rehabbing different injuries with uh, just the, the, the accumulative uh, fatigue that we've had over three really compressed seasons, long playoff runs. Uh, and what have you. So uh, I'm expecting a sense of excitement. Uh, I'm expecting guys being very anxious to get to training camp. You know, I keep using the term, uh, you know, mindset of something to prove. I, uh, I touched on it in my opening statement about uh, missing the playoffs being a humbling experience uh, for a team. I think all of those things combined, uh, combined together to, uh, you know, help to shape that attitude heading, heading into the next season. Hey, Kelly. Um, 
what attributes or characteristics are you looking for um, in the next head coach? Yeah, good question. We haven't uh, put any uh, work into who those candidates are yet. These were independent decisions, which the offseason allows you uh, to do. Uh, you know, the you know, the leadership, the, you know, the bench management, the ability to communicate with players, you know, all of the, uh, all of the expected answers is what I would give you. I don't think that we're uh, out to solve a deficiency we felt we had. You know, we're going we're gonna to go through a process where we hire the best possible candidate we can hire and uh, bring him in here to, to lead our team. Kelly, uh, five years in, two and a half years ago, you wanted to make a change. You were looking for a fresh voice, re-energize the team. Now you're talking about a fresh voice. As a general manager, is it bothersome that after five years, you're looking for a third fresh voice to run a team that's been to the playoffs four of the five years, three conference finals, a Stanley Cup final? Um, Willie, it's a good question. You, you do uh, what you believe in your heart to be the right thing. And uh, I've said to you, you uh, people different times, it's... Uh, uh, usually not the easiest thing. It would have been easy for us to uh, to march ahead, but I uh, really felt there was an opportunity here uh, to help our team with a change. There, that's that's uh, that's the bottom line. So, uh, you know, you trust your judgment as a manager. We went through a process where, you know, you evaluate the discussion and the decision based on any, you know, any different number of parameters or or uh, or talking points. But at the end of the uh, process. Uh, it speaks to your judgment, and, uh, and that was the decision that we uh, felt was the right one. You are listening to Kelly McCrimmon, a replay edition of his uh, press conference held earlier today in which the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights announced a parting of the ways with head coach Pete DeBoer. To, as someone who you feel like can lead this group going Well, forward. we've had, uh, you know, you know I, I, I know where your question's coming from. We've played five seasons. I think we've had really good coaching five years. So, so you know, that to me... Uh, would be an objective, right? I think that uh, you know Gerard did a good job in his time here. Pete did a good job in his time here. We expect that the next coach is going to do uh, a real good job for us. We're going to try to do the best that we can to uh, you know have the personnel for him to uh, be successful. And you know, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know exactly what you're asking. If you're wondering, is this guy going to work here for the next five years? I, I don't know that. I don't know who he is, uh, let alone how long he's going to be here. Uh, Kelly, you mentioned you guys haven't really started the process yet, but I guess what does that look like for you, uh, this search? Obviously, last time Pete came in pretty quickly, so do you expect kind of a similar short turnaround, or do you have a lengthier timeline this time? Yeah, it'll be lengthier, and again, I touched on it earlier, that's what the offseason allows you to do, so we'll, uh, we'll be thorough. We'll be thorough. We'll look, at, uh, uh, we'll look at all the candidates that we can identify. Uh, we'll you know, work with... Uh, you know, people in our organization that might have uh, past affiliations with coaches or ideas will uh, solicit opinions from our pro staff, uh, you know, from our amateur staff that are people that are involved in the game uh, at different levels. Uh, you know, obviously my own uh, contact, George McPhee, uh, similarly, uh, will identify who the candidates are and, and uh, go through an interview process with them. Bill had mentioned in a recent interview that he thought the team kind of lost their identity and lost their way, and he said he wants to be a little bit more vocal. I'm wondering, first of all, if you agree that you kind of lost their identity, and then second, what does that look like for you that, that he could be more vocal this summer? Well, Bill's been involved uh, from day one, and he's 
you know, that expansion year, I keep uh, talking to you guys about that different times. So not the inaugural season where we were playing, but the expansion year where we were meeting uh, so regularly uh, gave Bill a great opportunity to learn, gave Bill a great opportunity to, to work with uh, uh, the people in the organization. I think he's got a great deal of confidence in uh, McPhee and myself. Uh, he's always been involved. So I know the article uh, that you're referring to, um, you know, we, uh, he's included in everything that we do. This, uh, this decision is a, is a real good example where, you know, after uh, George and I made a final decision, we went to Bill. Bill, uh, Bill is supportive. So that, that to me uh, will continue. And, and with respect to uh, the identity of last year's team, it's been talked about quite a bit. And, you know, I guess in, in, in to, to defend the coaches, which sometimes, uh, uh, you know, is where you point a finger when you don't think your team has an identity, it was really challenging. It was really challenging to have an identity with our team, with the people that we missed. I know I mentioned a year-end availability. It wasn't just on the ice we missed uh, these people. It was off the ice. So um, I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm not concerned that we're searching uh, for that. I, uh, I expect uh, really good things uh, from our team uh, this coming season. Uh, I think that uh, the culture of our organization is always going to be a competitive advantage and something that's uh, relied on uh, within our organization to be strong and to, uh, to help us. And I think the identity uh, you know, flows from that. And again, uh, you know, a new coach is going to have uh, his stamp that he puts on things as well. But you know, we've got great leadership uh, uh, throughout our hockey team. Just didn't have access to uh, to a lot of it for long stretches this year. Jesse, then A couple weeks ago, you mentioned um, that the the talks with Pete would be about like his vision, seeing if it matches up with you guys. And you mentioned that this is about looking forward. I'm just curious, how how different do you want this team to? That's play? what happens when you don't put it up here, Steve. Hey, that's where it usually is. I could have answered it for you. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse, I got no, distracted. No, no worries. You, you mentioned two weeks ago that, that you wanted to talk with Pete to see his yeah. vision. You, you mentioned that this is a decision about the future. I'm curious, just how, how different do you want this hockey team to play? Is that part of this decision? Um, we had a lot of success with Pete. You know, I, I, uh, I'm not going to stand here and be critical of Pete. I think he's a really good coach. He's a good man. He's a good friend. So. Uh, that's not part of it today for me. It's uh, it's about looking ahead, and I know I've said that a number of times. It's not a cop out. It's genuinely the basis of how these decisions are made. That's uh, that's how you arrive at it. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot more to offer uh, on that, Jesse. Uh, I really don't. I understand the question, but I, I'm not trying to dodge it. But I just don't have a lot to to offer. We you know we met. We had lengthy meetings. I mean, uh, I think Pete would tell you that. Uh, you know, we see things pretty similarly. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, I, I think consistently uh, quite similarly. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, you are listening to a replay of General Manager Kelly McCrimmon's news conference from earlier today in which he announced a change at head coach. Agents or coaches in that four-hour time, have you already heard from anybody? I, I've been tied up with conversations with uh, other people in our organization uh, that I just haven't had, uh, I haven't had the chance to do any of that. But no, I haven't, Willie, uh, to this point. Kelly, no matter what, it's three and five years. So how much do you and George also look in the mirror and say, this is part of us as well? 
all these decisions reflect on uh, on us, Ed, and I'm proud to stand behind them. I, I don't uh, I don't have any trouble looking in the mirror with uh, the decisions that we make, the things that we do. I don't have any I don't have any trouble uh, looking in the mirror and telling myself where I can be better. Uh, also, I'm not uh, I'm not above any of that. But uh, you know, as I touched on it with uh, the earlier question, um, you know, I believe we're doing the right thing. I believe it was. Uh, it's uh, the right decision, and when you believe that and you don't act on it, to me, uh, that's poor management. I know you keep on mentioning the uh, fresh voice next season theme here. Can you be a little more specific on what exactly you want, how, and, and how you want the team to play that they weren't showing this year? Do you want them faster, harder, more uh, intense? I mean, can you give a little more of that a little more detail on what you're looking for um, for the coach to deliver so there's some expectations on the table here? Well, you know, through five seasons, we've had stretches of great hockey. So I think, I think we all know what it looks like when, it, uh, when we play well. I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, I think everybody knows. I think everybody wants the same thing. You know, you want, uh, you know, you want to have an offensive identity. You want to have you know, depth up front, you want to play four lines, things that we didn't have an opportunity to do this year. I think we're really strong on defense. You know, all, all of those things that you do in terms of your roster. And then, uh, you know, the coach's fingerprints uh, certainly are going to go on style of play and that type of thing. But I, I, I think, uh, you know, without going into the weeds on it, uh, you know, you, you guys have watched, you've seen us, you, you know what we look like when we play well. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's what we, uh, what we hope, get, hope to get back to. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, you know, there's a there's a style of game that I think works for us and and uh, looks good on us. Uh, you know, it's not it's not unlike what you see from some of the other top teams. Like I think in the NHL, there's a lot of uh, similarities. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's uh, it's not what you do; it's how you do it, right? I think that there's a lot of teams that you know look to uh, you know do things quite similarly, but some teams do it better than others, right? You just said that you don't think you're above kind of saying you need to be better. Do you have examples of places you think you can be better as management? I'm not going to go into a full confession here, Ken. Just trust me that I evaluate my uh, my performance and I'm honest with myself. Kelly, I'll ask you this. With full respect to your position and the decisions you've made, you've said that you've stood by, you and George stand by your decisions yep. um, and that it's a matter of looking forward, but when the second decision doesn't work out, is there ever a time where you look back and maybe regret firing Gerard, or not at all? Well, and maybe I should answer your question better, Ken. Yeah, we evaluate all the decisions that we make. We evaluate how they play out. I evaluate how I uh, work with my amateur staff, my pro staff, how we run a meeting. Uh, those are things that I constantly evaluate myself on. It's it's a fair question and it's a comment. It's a question based on something I commented on. So I'd answer that probably uh, more correctly. Um, Willie, I I don't know how you can say that Pete DeBoer's tenure in uh, Vegas as the head coach of the hockey club was anything but successful. I'd like, you know, it, uh, it wasn't successful in '65. Well, it's an easy answer for me, but I'm not going to go back in time and, uh, and have those kind of discussions. But it's an easy answer for me. 
Like how your first two coaches had NHL experience with obviously the expectations with this club. Do you think you need another coach with NHL experience, or would you be willing to go to a first time? We'll coach? we'll see. There's uh, we're not you know pigeonholing ourselves into uh, one category. You know, head guy, former player. There's there's good coaches that have uh, varying backgrounds. We've had two good coaches. One guy was a former player. One guy uh, wasn't. Both guys were effective uh, at uh, delivering their message. So. Um, we'll uh, we'll look at the candidates. I really uh, I don't know at this point. Kelly, I was just wondering. You mentioned the uh, you know the, the 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 COVID and the fatigue and and the condensed seasons and all that. Did and I'm kind of thinking. And then you mentioned he was so successful, DeBoer. Did did player did did player personnel voices kind of lead to the start of today's decision? The player, sorry? Did, did players' voices kind of lead oh, the players to the themselves. start? The players themselves? Yeah, the players themselves lead yeah, to the start that's, of that's a good start. question. No, these, this, is, uh, this is done outside of uh, any discussions with players. I conduct exit meetings uh, every year like every general manager does, but it wasn't, a, uh, it wasn't an expedition to find out what the coaches do well or don't do well. It was uh, you know, about a lot of other different things. It's, it's a decision that uh, you know, ultimately came from me. Uh, talked with George. George uh, felt similarly to myself. We went to Bill, and uh, and and here we are uh, today. So uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't want to suggest that it's easy. It's not. It's not easy. It's really hard to make uh, to make these changes. You're talking about good people, and uh, and good coaches. So it's not easy. But as I uh, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you do what you think is in the best interest of the organization. That's always your uh, your number one mandate, and that's what we think that uh, we've done here today. I thought you were doing something else. Yeah, I know. What the hell are you doing here? I know. <laughs> Let everybody else ask the questions first. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll throw this. Are off. you as angry today? Yeah, probably. But okay. I'll, okay. I'll be nice. Okay. Um, uh, do you have a timeline on Robin? How much does the new coach kind of factor in with the goaltending and you know maybe his ability uh, to work with the goaltenders and, and things like that? I guess I'll leave it there. This is the question with respect to his injury? Yeah. Um, surgery went well, is what we know. I don't think they're going to know a timeline until we get you know probably a month into the rehab would be uh, would be just a guess. Um, that's not going to vary based on who the coach is or isn't. Uh, just on, uh, do you have any more on Robin? Because I've got some other injury news I wanted to get to. Okay. Uh, Mark Stone has uh, uh, been seeing consultants and meeting with doctors, meeting uh, through our training staff. He's got another meeting uh, tomorrow uh, in LA. It appears quite likely that he'll have back surgery on Wednesday um, and uh, would be. Uh, you know, available for training camp. It would be uh, rehabbed over that period of time. And uh, again, that's not 100% for certain, but it's uh, certainly uh, the most likely outcome at this time, which, which the reason I bring it up uh, unsolicited is I think it's great news. Uh, I was hoping that that would be uh, what the solution might look like, and it's uh, obviously something that our uh, fans are interested in. And uh, I know uh, just from talking to Mark this morning, he was at the facility earlier uh, with Jay, uh, I sure think uh, he's excited about uh, this outcome also. 
For the second time in this franchise history, the Vegas Golden Knights have parted ways with its head coach. Here is general manager Kelly McCrimmon as he continues with his press conference announcing the change with Pete DeBoer being relieved of his duties. Just what went into that decision? It seems a little curious from the outside. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair question, David. And, you know, I've known Ryan probably 30 years, 25 for sure. I've known him as a head coach in the Western League for uh, many, many years. It was uh, my recommendation that Gerard uh, meet with him when he was hired here initially. And I thought Gilly did a great job. I thought our D got better and better. And I think that, that really, uh, David, I would say it to you this way. Um, you know, we're making some changes. It's been five years with a similar group. I just felt that maybe it was uh, the right way to go. I met with Ryan about it this morning. I got a ton of respect for uh, Ryan as a person and uh, and of his work. But uh, that was uh, that was the feeling that I had. Hey, Kelly. Uh, sorry about the phone, by the way. Um, as respect to the roster, as it'll look like for opening night next year, you have a lot of hard decisions to make. You get cap compliant. You got UFAs. You have RFAs. Can you speak to where things are at currently as you go through that process? Yep. Yeah. Well, we have time on our hands. We're four months, I think, today from training camp or thereabouts, and uh, you know all of those are really important uh, aspects of the off season of an NHL team. We've got work to do in some of those areas, and there's work to do that we want to do in some of those uh, uh, some of those areas. That's. Uh, you know, you didn't mention the, the amateur draft, which is a real focal point for the organization as well. So you work with, uh, you know, all your different, uh, you know, constituents of the organization to prepare for, you know, each of those scenarios. We had a, you know, a call yesterday with our pro staff. We've got uh, meetings all next week with our amateur staff. You know, those are, those are you know, that's all ongoing. That's, uh, that's going to be uh, things that we take care of here in the offseason. Kelly, I know you said you've been busy all day, and then the process gets started. Um, the application, or the, the application, the calls will come in. But in, from yours and George's standpoint, in two-part question, do you also recruit and go after candidates? And I'll just ask a question that's on everybody's mind: Is Barry Trot somebody that you'd be interested in talking to? Well, I think I think that uh, you know we'll identify we'll identify the people that we are interested in, and you know I don't know if that'll be. Eight names, ten names, six names. I, you know, I don't know that uh, for sure. We'll look at a lot of names. There's going to be people that reach out to us, and uh, you know, we may uh, include them as uh, people that we're uh, interested in. And there's going to be you know some real good people that reach out that we might not be interested in. But to speak to a specific candidate, uh, as you've asked, it's just uh, it's just you know it's just not the right time to have that discussion. We uh, you know we're going to you know start at two o'clock today. We'll get going on that. Uh, Kelly, you talked about kind of being thorough in terms of this search, but is there a timeline that you're working with? As you mentioned, the, the draft's coming up. We've got uh, some some important dates on the calendar. How important is it to have a coach in place prior to those? Not important at all. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you need to be reasonable. Person needs to move a family. Person needs to hire staff. Needs to get set up. But in terms of preparation for you know, amateur draft, free agency, any of those things, it's not, uh, it's not essential. It may well be, but it's, it's not, uh, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not bound by uh, any dates, certainly here in the, in the short term. 
Back live on the VGK Insider Show, you've been listening to Kelly McCrimmon's uh, press conference uh, revealing that the organization had parted ways with head coach Pete DeBoer, along with assistants Ryan McGill and Steve Spott, earlier today, second time in the franchise's history that they have made a change at head coach. This one very different after a season, during the offseason, as opposed to when it changed uh, between Gerard Glant and Pete DeBoer in the middle of season number three, Ryan. Yeah, it's uh, it feels different for sure. Um, certainly the Golden Knights, I, I think, are going to take certainly obviously more time than than in, than the previous one. They They had you know, identified Pete DeBoer as that next guy, the the next iteration of what the Golden Knights were going to be. And I think now the the benefit of time, the the ability to take a, a little bit of a breath and find out exactly what that roadmap looks like for the Golden Knights going into next season is going to be important. That term, take a breath, is uh, very accurate on a couple of different fronts when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll come back with opinions on that, explanation on that, as well as more on the Mark Stone situation. This is our number one of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Things happening fast around the Vegas Golden Knights. Thought it was very important to bring you the complete news conference involving Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, who made it official today that the Golden Knights, for the second time in franchise history, have uh, parted ways with a head coach, along with uh, the assistants today, uh, two of the assistants. So it's Pete DeBoer, Ryan McGill, and Steve Spott, who will not return, uh, retained Ryan Craig and Misha Donskov, the goaltending coach, Mike Rosati, will meet with the new head coach uh, before determining uh, the uh, avenue to go with the goaltending coach. Uh, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, will give you open phones tomorrow in the first half hour. Uh, the news uh, trumping that opportunity uh, today. Uh, other news involving uh, Mark Stone and the announcement that surgery on the captain could happen as early as Wednesday. Yeah, so the the idea, or, or I guess the update from Kelly McCrimmon, and, and you just heard it in, in that first segment there, is that Mark Stone has been consulting with a number of different doctors, getting uh, multiple opinions on what the next step is for his back injury. And it it appears likely that Mark Stone will have back surgery on Wednesday, which you know, Kelly McCrimmon described as as a, a step in the right direction, something positive, because if, if that is something that can get Mark Stone healthy, ready to go, and, and on the ice competing to the level we know and expect of Mark Stone, that's the best-case scenario for the Golden Knights moving forward. So not 100%, not completely dialed in that that's going to be the case, but it could be as early as Wednesday. So your options with Mark Stone are rehab, which they've already gone down the path of. Mm -hmm. They shut him down for a considerable uh, part of this uh, 82-game season in which he didn't play uh, half the games, or surgery. Uh, I thought uh, Gary Lawless, the VGK insider, uh, who was on with me during the live stream today, uh, put it best with Mark Stone. And by having surgery, that means they, they found some kind of, like the root of the problem mm -hmm. and they're going to go fix the root of the problem, which is a little more aggressive than just the rehab and, and hope. And sometimes, like most times you go, like we all know this, uh, to the end of the earth 
to avoid surgery mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Uh, this is you found a problem, so you go and you fix it. So, like, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and and I, I do believe like if there's a a clear cut, this is the problem, this is how we can solve it. Then yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Now the other aspect to it too comes by way of Mark Stone's commentary after the season, in which he talked about maybe trying to push too quickly to get back into the lineup. You understand that from a competitive point of view and being the captain of this team. If you continue to go down the rehab route, I think you're always kind of opening the door or leaving it open to a, a situation where Mark Stone pushes maybe a little bit too hard in the, the rehab process to get into games. So I think if you're able to go in and solve the problem and it's going to give Mark Stone the best chance to compete at the highest level, then I think it makes the most sense. So we have the the big news uh, today is that there's a change at head coach uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Pete DeBoer relieved of his duties along with assistant coaches Ryan McGill, who has been with the franchise since the outset, and Steve Spott, uh, who came over with uh, with Pete DeBoer. Uh, this this has been a challenging one for me. I. I honestly thought with the time that had elapsed, uh, I didn't expect a change at head coach. Uh, in listening to Kelly McCrimmon, I understand his uh, reasoning uh, behind it, uh, but I I wasn't expecting that uh, change when I woke up today. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise to uh, a listener or Chapman or you, Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's an emotional day. Uh, for me, because in in Pete's time on the air with us, uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, we're friends. Uh, there's there, there's a relationship there. So uh, this is this is one of those difficult days uh, in our business. Yeah, I I agree with that 100. Listen, I I think Pete DeBoer did a phenomenal job here with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I get that it was always going to be difficult from jump because he was the coach of the San Jose Sharks. But to me, I, I feel like if you look at Pete's tenure here with the Golden Knights, what he was able to accomplish, the the record that he had in the regular season, it is no question in my mind, Pete DeBoer was an incredibly effective hockey coach for this club over the course of two and a half very tumultuous years in dealing with COVID, in dealing with new scenarios, and he still managed to get the best out of his team. So I, I'm with you. I always enjoyed Pete when he came on the show. I, I know that you you have a deeper relationship with him, so I, I get that aspect of it too. Um, I I was surprised. I, initially surprised. On the whole, maybe not so much, but initially when I saw it today, uh, it, it took me uh, for a little bit. It, it almost feels like the chaos of the last two years, and he took over right before the pause. Yeah. Uh, played played a bit of a role in this, and just the the amount of energy that was consumed, trying to be competitive during the pandemic, and then through this injury riddle campaign. Yeah, I agree. I think that you look at the last three ish seasons, two and a half seasons. Um, I think that you can make a real strong argument that it was the equivalent to going through five years. It, it was grueling, and it took a lot out of everybody. And you know, to me, it's more so a victim of circumstance than anything else. Like, if you know, if if the Golden Knights are twenty percent healthier, are, are we here today? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. And and that's really the 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 toughest part, I think. When you when you really boil it down, I think Pete's job this year 
was probably the best coaching job he's done as a Vegas Golden Knight head coach because he had a team that was battered all year long and he had them competitive until two games left in the regular season. And for that, I think you need to be commended for it. See, that's why I, I could never be a manager or a coach or, mm-hmm. or work in the uh, in the hockey operation side. One, because I, I can't scout at all. Uh, number two is it'd be really it's tough for me to separate myself from they were a few shootout wins mm-hmm. or goals mm-hmm. away from qualifying for the playoffs and still looking at it big picture and uh, focusing on what's ahead instead of what's been done. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I'd be able to do it because, you know, you just heard what I said, right? Like, I, I think that you take this season on the whole – Pete DeBoer probably did more coaching this year than he had to do at the, the two previous with the Golden Knights because you had to, to wrestle as much as you could out of a lineup that was not what everyone expected it to be. And I, I, I legitimately thought there were two moments for me that kind of go back and that, that, that made this decision at, at first surprising, but then not so. Um, the idea that time had passed and so much time had passed, I felt like we were kind of in that safe zone, right? Like yeah. you're looking at next year, you're understanding that everyone's going to come back, everyone's going to be rejuvenated, and you're going to give Pete DeBoer the chance he expected to have this season with that roster next year. And then you go back, you rewind to Kelly McCrimmon's commentary at Locker Cleanout Day, and it was very simple. I want to be clear. I'm disappointed we missed the playoffs. And to me, that's the benchmark. And and it doesn't, and it's un, it's it's unfortunate and it sucks, but it doesn't really matter the circumstances that led you to that point. Success is something that has to be embedded into this organization. And for the Golden Knights, the idea is next year, expectations have to be met. Next year, this team has to make the 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 playoffs and they've got to go on a deep run. And I think that if you feel like now is the time to hit the reset button, it's better to do it now so that you have all off season to get everything implemented and ready to go. Uh, Pete would agree with this. Not as emotional as the change from Gerard to Pete, but I think equally as difficult given where Gerard was when that change was made mm-hmm. and then coming off the injury-riddled campaign, the challenges that Pete just went through uh, off of his two marches to the third round. I, yeah, I mean, I think I think the case can certainly be made in, in both situations that if you chose an alternate universe, maybe things kind of end up the same way. And And to be, you know, to be fair, I think that, the fact that the Golden Knights are going through a process now to identify who that next coach is going to be uh, maybe lets that breathe, as I mentioned before, a little bit so that when you make that change and you actually have the next guy come in and and, and you, you kind of shift focus and shift the reins, perhaps it, it goes a little bit smoother or at least allows that 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 foundation to be laid in a way that, that everyone benefits from. You guys ever see the movie Sliding Doors? Never even heard of it. No, nope. no, no. Let's get that parallel universe type thing. Really cool. I mean, I'm like kind of freaks you out uh, actually when you watch it. But uh, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow was in it, and oh. it it uh, it's really it plays to what you just said mm-hmm. perfectly. It's it's you. It's the same person, but you're looking at them based on 
their decisions that they make or don't make mm-hmm. and how those play out on both sides of it. You catch the train, boom, that's great. You miss the train, and then it continues with that scene, and that's sort of what uh, what we're dealing with here. Yeah, and to be f- like. To be fair, I don't think that it's it's important or or really healthy to dwell on what could have been or what might have yeah. been in both in both situations. The fact of the matter is, we exist in this universe. We exist with these decisions that have been made. And right now, the Golden Knights are looking for the next guy to lead this team, hopefully to the ultimate goal. Uh, we're going to do uh, some looking ahead to what the Vegas Golden Knights uh, will be tracking towards in hiring their next head coach. Uh, that will take place uh, this week. Uh, we'll also bring you your open phones uh, tomorrow during the first uh, segment of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, but up next, uh, we will pause, step away, go back to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the play of the day is coming up on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Eichel scores. It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Two game sevens yesterday, both going to overtime. What is the most obvious one? Well, both on any other day would crack your play of the day, but in this case, we go to Calgary for a little seventh heaven for the Flames. Stone with a chip in. Lindholm's been pretty quiet the last couple of games, also. Has the puck now, down low for Gaudreau to Kachuk in the corner, back to Johnny Gaudreau. Gaudreau in front, feeds a pass to Leno, stopped by Ottinger, took it up high. Gaudreau, scores! That was a fabulous game involving the Dallas Stars and the mm. Calgary Flames. Yep. It was so lopsided, yep. uh, but it was still entertaining, which isn't always the case as Calgary advances to the second round and sets up the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, you are, um, you're, you're not quite... Right, Darren. It was a fantastic game between the Calgary Flames and Jake Ottinger. Yes, uh, Because the Dallas Stars were only Jake Ottinger. That was it. That was the entirety of their team in that first-round matchup, and he almost did it. He almost single-handedly beat the Calgary Flames. That was a transcendent goaltending performance from Jake Ottinger. I love that that clip has a save and then a goal, and Johnny Gaudreau, it's a perfect shot. It is a phenomenal play from Gaudreau. And now we've got a Battle of Alberta with perhaps the worst Oilers jerseys making an appearance and screwing up the greatest jersey matchup of all time. I love goalies, and I always cheer for the netminers. But not even I could justify Dallas <laughs> upsetting Calgary yesterday uh, behind the play of Jake Ottinger. It was so tilted towards the Flames. Yeah, I mean, the Flames were the better team. It was very, very clear, but you know, hats off to Jake Ottinger for yeah. just a phenomenal first round. A very appearance. Demko-like performance, right? Like, emerges yeah. Yeah. on the scene in the playoffs. And to be fair, like, you know, Daryl Sutter did a really good job of telling us how good Jake Ottinger was uh, all season long, not just in the first round, 30 wins, 15 losses. Like, those are good numbers in the regular season, and the future's really bright for Jake Ottinger in Dallas. We go from 16 to 8 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, more on that in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, plus plenty more on the change at head coach with the Vegas Golden Knights as General Manager Kelly McCrimmon announces today that Pete DeBoer, along with assistant coaches Ryan McGill and Steve Spott, have uh, parted ways with the organization. You are listening to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports, Las Vegas.